Welcome to my podcast. I'm the Laughing Philosopher. Life is complicated. You are complicated. Everything seems to have been figured out, except how to live a happy life guided by wisdom and reason. What does it mean to be a good person? What is love? Who am I before I was told who I am? Why haven't I found myself yet? Why do I have regrets? Is this a just world? Almost from the moment of birth, we've been told how to behave, how to fit in, and how to fulfill other people's expectations. We grow to fear that we will lack importance or cease to exist in the lives of others if we think for ourselves and question the rules and roles that we've been told define us. Only when wisdom and reason removes this illusion can we live authentically in the world around us and become our real selves. Episode number 35. Is there one right way to be happy? Two plus two equals four. There is only one right answer to every question. There is only one right solution to every problem. Every other way is not just different, but wrong. We are told to believe, almost from birth, that there is one and only one right way to do everything. Don't waste your time thinking and reasoning for yourself because your neighbors have everything figured out for you. Just conform. There is one right way to live just as two plus two must equal four. And that one and only one right way of acting, thinking, and feeling is the way of the tribe. It is the way that the majority acts, thinks, and feels about everything. Two plus two can only equal four. And why most people die without ever having an original thought. Only two plus two equals four. This is a total falsehood. Its true purpose is not to help you decide what is good, right, true, or rational. It is not to help you make the best choices that lead to a happy life. Its real purpose is to coerce and compel you to conform, to seek approval, and to be accepted. For if you were encouraged to think and reason for yourself, then it's more likely that you would choose to think, feel, and act differently than everyone else in the tribe.
And this is antisocial. And like number six, this is unmutual. This is deviant. However, the unthinking rule follower and the unreflecting role player behaves so as to fulfill other people's rules and conform to other people's expectations. Individuality is a danger to society. Lack of individuality is the glue of society. Once you, the individual, sacrifices his individuality in order to be accepted, to fit in, and to belong, you no longer exist. But you are rewarded with acceptance and approval and a new born-again existence, not as an individual being, but as a social being. And as a social being, thinking and reasoning for yourself is not just wrong, but rude. And not thinking and not reasoning for yourself is not just right, but popular. You can be crucified or you can carry the hammer and nails. It's your choice. Which shall it be? Is there only one right way to live? You are looking at life, at your life, the wrong right way, my friend. Look again. Look in the right wrong way of seeing. Imagine a large, perfectly clean whiteboard, the kind used in lectures and presentations of all kinds. Now, imagine that I use a black marker to draw a small circle in the center of the board. What have I done? The majority would answer that I have drawn a black circle on a whiteboard. And they would be right and wrong. Look again. Actually, I drew a wall with a hole in it. Now, you see the wall, don't you? It is true that two plus two can only equal four. However, look again. It is not true that only two plus two equals four. There are many right ways to sum up 
to 4. Yes, 2 plus 2 is one right way, but so is 1 plus 3, and so is 1 plus 1 plus 1 plus 1, and so is 2 plus 1 plus 1, and so is 0 plus 4. And as the number 4 grows larger, the number and complexity of right answers does also. 2 plus 2 is not the only right way to 4. There are many other right ways. So what is the meaning of this? Some of my best friends are avid chess players. For hours, I listen to them discuss and play chess, and it seemed to make them so happy. I wanted to be happier too, so I joined the Marshall Chess Club in New York City and began to learn the game. I read famous chess books and studied the games of Bobby Fischer and the world champion, Magnus Carlsen. I watched hundreds of hours of YouTube videos. I purchased expensive chess engines to help master the opening, middle, and end games. I joined the United States Chess Federation and competed in official tournaments to improve my rating. I even visited Bobby Fischer's grave in Iceland. Chess is a demanding hobby, both in time and attention and money. It's difficult and frustrating, more so than I expected, but I persisted. After a year or so, I realized that I wasn't any happier. My progress was slow and unsteady. Chess requires hard attention and many long, tedious hours of memorization. I began to question whether I even liked chess. I began to feel disappointed. I began to feel less and less happy. So why didn't chess make me any happier? As it does for my friends. Yes, my chess-obsessed friends are happier. But no, it's not because chess has some magical or supernatural power to confer happiness on those who play it. Playing chess makes people happier because it's what they love. It's what they love to be doing. If you learn to play chess because you desire to play chess, because you feel that a rich, full life should include chess, and not just because you want to be happier, then chess will make you happy. If you see chess as an ideal end in itself, and not as a direct means to an end, 
then you will be happier. Happiness is not a goal. It's a consequence of our pursuit of something other than our own happiness. You won't find happiness by looking for it. You will find happiness only by not looking for it. Happiness is the result of another action. Happiness is unforeseen and unintended. Fix your mind on something you want to do. Aim at something else. And on the road to find it, happiness will hitch a ride with you. This is why, as people get richer, they become no happier. As people become famous, they are no happier. As people become powerful, they are no happier. As people become popular or prestigious, they are no happier. Don't expect a big title, fancy office, and fat paycheck to make you any happier than you are now without them. Goals are good. But be smart. Choose your goals wisely. You are told almost from the moment of birth that you will be happy only if you pursue certain worldly goals. Wealth, fame, prestige, power, pleasure, popularity. As if these things have some magical or supernatural power to confer happiness on those who pursue and achieve them. But these goals don't guarantee happiness. Few people ever even manage to achieve any of them. Yet happiness is closer and is easier than you think. And there are so many right ways to achieve happiness that not one of your footsteps lead away from it. Just think for yourself. Just choose for yourself. Just do what you want. Just don't be distracted or misled from what you love by what you are told to do. Believe me, it's the hardest thing you will ever do. It's the hottest fire you'll ever walk through. But you will walk with the gods. You will not find happiness, but happiness will find you.
Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Corey, the Laughing Philosopher. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I've devoted my professional life to the intersection of sociology and philosophy, where the contemporary problems of life meet the ideas and convictions of the greatest human minds. Join me by subscribing to The Laughing Philosopher as we use reason and wisdom to explore big answers to the most important of all big questions, how to live.